Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, fair warning to all of you liberals out there, I am in a bad mood today. Uh, hello America, good to have you with us, and uh, thank you for joining the Todd Starnes radio program. Uh, a lot a lot happening today, but I got to tell you, I had to do the annual physical today. I'm fine. I'm actually healthy as a horse. Uh, blood pressure shockingly low. Who would have thought? But man, this was like a 90-minute ordeal, and uh, I'm getting ready to get out there. They're poking and prodding all over the place, and uh, before I'm about ready to get up, and uh, the doc says, "All right, you got to lose twenty pounds uh, by it, by like three months from now. You got to you got to drop twenty pounds." I'm like, "Oh, geez, hello." And uh, then he says, "You you got to start exercising," and I'm like, "Oh, geez, hello." And uh, what's this I hear about you taking a nap after the national show? He says, "You can't be doing that. So no more naps." I'm like, man, how could this possibly get him? So I've, I've got to start eating lettuce. I can't take naps. i got to exercise. I'm like, how can this possibly get worse? And then the, the doc says, uh, when was the last time you had your flu shot? So I got a shot in one arm. And then the, uh, the doctor says, um, oh, oh yeah, we, we got to give you a shot for shingles. So I got that in the other arm. So the long story short, I can't even feel my arms. That's it, it. It was very difficult driving over to our news bunker this uh, this morning. Anyway, that's how my day started and barely got here. I thought this was a quick, you know, it's sort of like when you go to get the oil changed, uh, you know, you, you, you roll in, they hoist you up on the rack and uh, boom, done, you're done. But that this was like two hours. All that to say, liberals, I'm not having any of it today. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, all the Republicans are down at the border, and uh, we're going to get to that story in just a few moments. Uh, by the way, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Our good buddy Noah Britt from our great affiliate in Pascagoula says, Starge, you need a new doctor. It's true. It's It's really true. Doctor was saying, you know, um, you know, if you don't want to exercise, we've we've got a brand new shot that will help you lose. I'm like, no, but no more shots, no more poking and prodding the host. I can only take so much, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Anyway, um, so we're going to be talking to Matt Rosendale. He's down on the border with uh, with the Republicans. I believe sixty Republicans are down on the border right now, and uh, they're. Uh, no, I don't. No, Dylan, I don't know what they're doing. 
Uh, all I know is they flew down at taxpayer expense. And it seems to me, unless they're armed with weapons or they're building, I don't know, a wall, there's really no reason for the Republicans or anybody else to be down there. It's a waste of our time. It is a waste of our money. Here's a thought. Why don't we stay in Washington and impeach Alejandro Mayorkas? That could be a, that could be a start. So anyway, we'll be talking to Congressman Matt Rosendale a little bit uh, a little bit later on. By the way, this border situation, it is ugly. Ugly, ladies and gentlemen. Over 300,000 illegals crossing that border just in December alone. Do you think that's going to get any better? I think it gets worse. I think it totally gets worse. Because the entire point of all of this is to destabilize this country, and they're doing a great job of it. And the Republicans are just sitting by twiddling their thumbs. May as well get Speaker Kevin McCarthy back in. He was more effective than the guy we've got now. So that's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen, and it is a, uh, it's a great big mess. Not nearly as, oh, by the way, I've got to um, play this soundbite. This is Congressman Chip Roy. Uh, he is on, um, he, he's very upset. Very upset. Uh, cut number 23. It is Republicans' job to put up or shut up. My, the people here are saying, it's, Chip, why would you vote to fund the DHS that is doing this to the people of Texas? Yes. So that's the question on the table. It is a fair question, Mr. Roy. And he and I don't agree on a lot of stuff, and that's okay. That's, that's what makes it entertaining. It makes it fun. Gets a little bit of, I don't know, spice in life. But he raises a great point. So here's my here's my takeaway, and uh, and we will address this with Congressman Rosendale. What's happening down there today is a photo op. That's all it is. Unless unless the Republicans are armed with AR-15s and they're planning to stop the invading horde of illegals invading our country and occupying our nation, what is the point of being down there? But there is a broader point, and it's one that Congressman Roy uh, described, and it's an important point. Republicans do have the power to defund. And if we're going to have an open border, great. Let's defund it. Defund all of it. And give the White House an ultimatum. You either shut down our border or we're going to shut down this government because it is looming a government shutdown is looming. And don't get me started on the Republicans passing some $900 billion of wasteful spending. We're literally spending money to get monkeys high on meth. We don't have that kind of money. Wish we did. I, I Look, I, Todd Starnes here is a great American patriot. And if we had the money to pay for monkeys or other primates to go out there and get high on meth, and I would be the first person in the line waving the American flag saying, this is the greatest country on earth. We're able to fund meth habits for monkeys. We don't have the money. We don't have, we're, we're broke. We're, we're beyond broke. We're poor broke. It's not good. We don't have any money. But the Republicans, they pass this nonsense. They pass this garbage. I don't get it. Democrats, we know we know they're lost. They have no moral. They have no morals. They have no souls. A soulless political party actually trying to vote God out of their party. I was there when it happened. 
Charlotte, North Carolina, 2012. It was an ugly moment in political history in this nation. But again, if the Republicans really want to send a statement to the rest of the nation, they will tell Biden very simply, and by the way, I would hold the press conference in Chicago's South Side, surrounded by all of these disenfranchised black Democrat voters, and I would say, and Speaker Johnson uh, would get out there, and he would say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we stand with the American people. We stand with the people of Chicago's South Side, and we don't think it's right that the Democrats are moving in thousands of illegal aliens into their neighborhoods, housing them in their schools and in their parks, making the streets unsafe. We stand up for the American people. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that that would resonate from border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain. As Speaker Johnson, surrounded by black and Asian Americans on Chicago's south side, when he says, until Joe Biden and the Democrats stop bringing illegals into this country, we are shutting down the government. And people would cheer. They would applaud. Do you think the Republicans have the courage to do that? Because it needs to be done. But do they have the courage to do what needs to be done? We're going to be taking your calls on this. What do you think about this, folks? Either shut down the border, shut it all down, not a single person gets across, or we shut down the government. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. want to welcome all of our great listeners in the Houston and Galveston area listening to us on Patriot Talk Radio 920. How exciting is it? Uh, we got our very first caller yesterday. Uh, from that great radio station all this week. Listeners uh, in the Houston-Galveston area, we're going to hook you up with a great prize package, our way of saying welcome to the neighborhood. Again, 901-260-5926. Coming up, uh, we got to jump into this uh, story out of Harvard. And I'm not surprised that the whole thing has gone, has gone um, squirrely. So now they're telling us that uh, this is all based on race, that Claudine Gay was forced out uh, because she's a black woman. And at the same time, you've got Mark Lamont Hill, who th- that guy is so racist, even CNN couldn't handle him. He got fired from CNN. I mean, how does somebody get fired from CNN for being too left-wing? Anyway, this guy was at Temple. Now he's a professor at uh, CUNY. That's the City University of New York. And he's out there saying that the next president of Harvard University must be a black woman. In other words, it doesn't matter if she even has a degree. It could be a cleaning lady as long as she is black and as long as she is a she. And I'm assuming that we're talking about a biological she and not somebody who self-identifies as a she. I don't know. But she has to be a she and she has to be black. And if she's not, she's not eligible to be president of Harvard. That's what Mark Lamont Hill says. And I look, I appreciate the guy being honest. Mark Lamont Hill is saying, you know, it doesn't matter if she's got a degree or not. doesn't matter if she's qualified or not. We're, all we're worried about here, folks, is skin color. That's it. 
This is what, by the way, the woke world of academia looks like here in the great United States of America. So, yeah, what, Al Sharpton's getting involved now. And and what what I find hilarious is that even the Associated Press is finding out a way to blame conservatives for all of this. And I, you know what, if you want to blame conservatives, go right ahead. My response to you, Associated Press, you're welcome. Happy to oblige. This woman has not an original thought in her mind. As a matter of fact, somebody ran her resignation address through a plagiarism app and turned out that she actually lifted a couple of passages, allegedly. It's terrible. I knew something was up when she started the whole address with, I have a dream. Wait, what? I think I've heard that before. (laughs) So anyway, uh, Claudine, she's been plagiarizing all over the place. Oh, you know who else plagiarized? A lot of people forget about this, but it actually cost him the Democrat nomination back in the day, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a plagiarist. Now, I I think it is fair, again, since we're in the throes of of race uh, issues in this country, I do think it's fair to ask why the white president of the United States is not being forced out of office. I, I think that's a very fair question. But back to Claudine Gay, and again, that's her last name, not her affiliation, to the best of our knowledge. Um, The problem here is that she was not qualified, right? She was a diversity hire, and we know this because of all the, uh, the emails and the back and forth from the Harvard Board Corporation. These are the people that ended up hiring her as the president, shortest tenure president at Harvard in history. And so the Associated Press is out there, and they're saying, well, this is really to blame on conservatives who have weaponized plagiarism. All right, so let's step back for a moment here. We did a little bit of research, and it turns out that the Associated Press actually has a policy on plagiarism. And the Associated Press says they will not tolerate plagiarism among their reporting staff. So my question to the Associated Press is, have you ever fired anybody for being a plagiarist? And if so, have you ever fired a black reporter for being a plagiarist? And if so, are you guilty of racism, Associated Press? I'm just curious, just want to throw that out there. But in the meantime, I do have one thing to to offer to you, ladies and gentlemen. All of the people out there, all of the people out there who are saying that this is this is unacceptable, that this woman deserves her job back, and it doesn't matter. She should be she should be given a pass because she's a black woman. Dare I say, ladies and gentlemen, that what we are dealing with may very well be the very first case, the first known case of academic reparations in American history. All right, we got to take a break here. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault 
or ship to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304, and start investing today. All right, good to have you back with us, ladies and gentlemen. Proud to be America's favorite funky white boy. Todd Stearns, uh, 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Oh, by the way, um, we've got this. Uh, this is a fascinating uh, soundbite from Mayorkas, who still has not been impeached. Cut number 17. Border Patrol in the month of December processed more migrants entering the United States illegally than any month in the history of that agency why is that happening? What, how do you explain it? So we are seeing the greatest number of displaced people, not only at our southern border, not only in the Western Hemisphere, but across the globe. You know, I am involved in bilateral and multilateral meetings with my counterparts from foreign countries in Europe, uh, in Asia, in the Indo-Pacific, all over the world. And migration, the challenge of displaced people, is a subject that comes up in every single conversation. We have the effects of climate change, poverty, increasing level of authoritarianism, the very many challenges that are at the root cause of the displacement of people around the world. Okay, so he's full of crap, uh, this guy. And it's not even grade A crap polar. So now he's blaming climate change uh, for the fact that we have millions and millions of people coming into this nation. Just so you understand, look, the bottom line here, folks, they want to replace us with them. It really is that simple. It really is. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Johnny listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Hi, Johnny. What's on your mind? Hello, Todd. How you doing? I'm well. Thanks for asking, Johnny. Uh, you might want to get a tetanus shot. Oh, why is that? Because if you continue to kiss Trump's behind, you know, he's kind of dirty down now. Uh, you know, he smells down there, so you might want to get a tetanus shot. Uh, well, why, John, why whoa, 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 whoa. Johnny, Johnny, why would you come on? I mean, have you? are you walking around sniffing President Trump's backside? No, you are. Then you how do, are not. Not me. We could tell what does by, that mean? by your actions that that that, that you kisses, but but anyway, why are you so focused on the uh, border? Why? Because without a secure border, Johnny, we don't have a sovereign nation. Mm-hmm. What okay. do you say about well, all those blacks? You. What do you say about all those blacks in Chicago that are just enraged because they've moved, relocated thousands of illegals to their neighborhood? Okay. 
on that point, you said that the Republicans need to go to the south side of Chicago. Well, you admitted on your show that you all don't do color well. You know, that's, that's what you said. You we said don't that. do color no, well. What? Now, what are you talking about? Right. Uh-huh. We, we have no, one of the I'm most diverse radio audience, audiences in all of talk radio. I don't know what he's talking about. All right, Johnny, um, give us a call back when you can put a thought together. We'll be right back, America. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. You know, when I was a kid, I was a huge Star Wars fan and and still was uh, up until Disney took over. And uh, something was just off about about the storylines, the plot lines. I remember when... Uh, the Empire Strikes uh, Back came out, and back in the day, this was oh, this was what back in uh, the early '80s, I think, when uh, Empire came out. And uh, me and my buddies, we had the the paperback Empire Strikes Back novels, right? So that was like all the rage, and so we'd be reading those and uh, going to see the movies, and of course, uh, collectibles were a huge thing there. Uh, for Christmas, my favorite Christmas, I actually got the. Uh, that that huge uh, Millennium Falcon, uh, it was pretty awesome, to be honest with you. But now it looks as though the Star Wars that I grew up with and that many of us in this audience grew up with is gone. It has been it has been taken over by the dark side, and it is not good. Uh, the new director for the uh, Star Wars movie is. Um, coming out and she says that she's basically declaring war on men and she says that her goal is to make men feel very uncomfortable the woman her name is charm is it, oh it's not charmin that's the bathroom paper uh charmine obeyed chinoy is her name she is a pakistani canadian she was also responsible for that debacle known as miss marvel Anyway, um, she is directing the brand-new Star Wars movie, and it is not going to be good, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, um, we've got a couple of uh, sound bites here. Let's uh, start with cut number 19. Also the first woman and the first person of color to direct a Star Wars film. It's set to be released in 2026. You can say that the force is strong with this one. 
Here's Sharmino Bechinoy. <laughs> you know, I'm very thrilled about the project because I think um, what we are about to create is something very special. And we're in 2024 now. And I think uh, it's about time that we had a woman uh, come forward uh, to shape the story in a galaxy far, far away. All right. So apparently the story is Chewbacca is actually a, a lesbian who refuses to shave. I think that's the whole plot line. That's the, that's the reporting I'm getting from this. I'm sorry. That's just inappropriate. But it would be an interesting storyline, right? I mean, anyway. Uh, by the way, here is... Oh, here's the part where she says she wants to make men feel uncomfortable. And here's what gets me about this. The basic audience for these Star Wars movies is men, right? I mean, it's guys. So so just fair warning, it would be like you're basically going to, I don't know, some sort of a feminist Mexican manchu-wearing lesbian seminar. It's not going to be a Star Wars movie. Got 21. What is the balance of activating a force for change but also trying to permeate that patriarchy, that power structure. And is that a part of the calculation of your art as well? And and what's been the reaction to that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I like to make men uncomfortable. I enjoy (laughs) making men uncomfortable. Not you, just just not you. Not know, you. Not not you. Not Point you. taken. Point taken. <laughs> but um, you know, it is important to be able to look into the eyes of a man and say, "I am here," and recognize that, and recognize that I am working to bring something that makes you uncomfortable, and it should make you uncomfortable, because you need to change your attitude. And it's only when you're uncomfortable, when you're shifty, when you have to have difficult conversations, that you will perhaps look at yourself in the mirror and not like the reflection, and then say, maybe there is something wrong with the way I think, or maybe there is something wrong with the way I am addressing this issue. Okay, so she's a man-hater. All right, and and look, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to hate men, that's your business. Uh, look, there's a reason why Disney is about to go out of business here, and this is the reason why. They hate their fan base, and they want to destroy all that was good and decent about Disney and about the Star Wars brand, and that's tragic. So, And, and there may be an audience for a lesbian Chewbacca who doesn't want to use a lady pick? That there may be an audience out there, but I don't think so, and I don't think the audience is going to be that large. I really don't. Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. I mean, do you really think men are going to go to watch this movie? I I don't think so. I mean, it's, okay, maybe all right, maybe lesbians would go. And I or and maybe the non-binary people, but I just don't think the average male Star Wars fan is going to go and watch some sort of a, I don't know, a sissified version of Star Wars. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to Ella J. Georgia. Our, you know, I was just wondering about you the other day, Joe. I, somebody said, Ty, do you need to go to Sea Island? And I thought, Joe from LLJ. 
Todd, you're great. Happy New Year. And I just want to tell you, Steve Moore is a good friend of mine. He ran the Trump economy. Uh, he's on Fox about every day, and he and I have been good friends 23 years. And I talked to him this morning, and, and we're predicting a massive Trump landslide win with your help, Todd. Uh, Steve said, Joe, we're going to drill, baby, drill. We're going to cut taxes. We're going to cut spending. And, Todd, I think that's a recipe, in my opinion, for the best economy and stock market in world history. So with with your help and your great show and, and Steve Moore, I think we're going to have a landslide win in November. So I'm fired up and excited and appreciate all you do, my friends, for the taxpayers. Well, well, Joe, I appreciate that. Um you know, I, I hope that we have a landslide. I wrote a column for, for Town Hall that came out yesterday, and I laid out the, the battle plan. And if the Republicans follow this plan, they are going to win in a landslide. But they're going to have to stick. They're going to have to stick to their values, and they're going to have to stick to the platform, and they're going to have to stick to Donald Trump. Well, that's what we're going to do. I think Trump is the best leader in history, and I, I think uh, – and, you know, he's the only person, Todd, I've ever known who can get 20,000 people to a rally and talk for an hour and a half and make it interesting. He is an amazing guy, and he wants to cut taxes, cut spending, let Americans keep more of their money. Same thing you and I want to do. So I'm excited. I think we're going to have a great win, and I appreciate all your help. You're going to help us have a huge landslide win, and I just want to say thank you to you and wish you a happy new year. Well, happy new year, Joe. It's going to be a fun year, and I know we'll be talking down the road. Always good hearing from you. Uh, by the way, Trump is suggesting that he may want to do a rally at Madison Square Garden in New York City. I think that's brilliant. Again, what have we been saying on this radio show? You got to take the fight to places Republicans normally don't go. New York City, that's awesome. New Jersey, fantastic. Philadelphia, Chicago Southside. Come on down to Memphis, Tennessee, Mr. President. We'll get you some good old dry rub barbecue. We're going to have a good old time down here. By the way, can we go back to Johnny for just a moment? I don't understand what he was talking about. He said that I have a problem with, with color. I I think that I'm probably one of the most diverse talk radio hosts in all of America. So I'm not sure what Johnny's talking about. We have more black callers on this radio program than any other radio program in the nation. And why is that? Because people know where I'm coming from. I'm pretty authentic. I don't pander to anybody. By the way, I've got to share this with you. I was listening to the morning show on KWAM as I was on my way to uh, getting poked and prodded this morning. And I was listening to Ben Dieter, and uh, he was weighing in on, uh, we've got a brand new mayor. And so for the first time, this is, and this is a big deal in Memphis, they're talking about how for the first time there's a majority female city council. And that basically means, um, well, we're screwed. I mean, it, it does. It's not good. And they're all woke. And um, I don't think we have any, any Republicans on the city council. And now we've got a, a black mayor who made it a point to remind everybody of all of that. Uh, during his inaugural address, very little diversity in the inaugural program, I might add. I just want to point that out, since apparently that's a thing these days. So there's a neighborhood. It's called Whitehaven. It uh, was a great suburb back in the day, 
and uh, there was white flight in the 80s and 90s, and now it is a war zone. And so a lot of people have been trying, and yours truly included in this, have been trying to uh, help revitalize White Haven. And so they've brought in all this brand new business. I mean, you drive around White Haven is pretty fascinating. They just uh, open up a beautiful new Starbucks, and they have a beautiful Burger King and a brand new a Wendy's and Taco Bell and a cookout. I mean, all these big businesses are coming in, and they just opened up a multi-bazillion dollar a YMCA, right, a community center. So it's kind of happening. But the crime keeps getting worse. The more fancy stuff they put into that community, the worse crime gets. So one of the uh, city council babes, her name is Pearl Walker, and uh, she was explaining, well, this is what we have to do to curb crime. And by the way, before we do that, the new stats came out. Gavin Newsom actually shared this these stats. Do you realize that Memphis, Tennessee, there were more people, not per capita, just flat out more people murdered in Memphis than New York City, Houston, Texas, Philadelphia, and Los Angeles. It's unbelievable. The only people that beat us out were Chicago. Well, they're shooting people by the dozens. So that's, you know, that, they kicked our butts there. But, yeah, that's how bad things are here in Memphis, Tennessee. Again, New York City, 8.4 million people. Here in Memphis, we got, what, 600-some-odd thousand. And not, the, and, and not for long because Memphis, more people are leaving Memphis than any other place in Tennessee. And why is that? Because this city has been ruled by Democrats for generations. For generations. And this is what you get. You get a war zone. So anyway, the city council babe, her name is Pearl Walker. And she's talking about uh, how do we fix the crime in this beautiful suburb called Whitehaven. Cut eight. We have to take a community approach to this. And we need more involvement from the community. We're not asking people to go out and and track down criminals, but it's going to take a community effort. We need to invest more in our young people and give them opportunities. Okay, so why the hell not, Pearl? If you want community involvement, that's where you need the community. Arm all the law-abiding gun owners. Give them ammo. Let them patrol the streets. Here's a thought, Pearl. Why don't you arm all the law-abiding small business owners in Whitehaven and give them a couple of rounds of ammo? How about that? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, that's the way that we fix this problem. But the idea that the answer is we need to build more basketball court. If only the children had a place to play, they wouldn't shoot you. That's Pearl. That's our brand-new city council chick here in Memphis, Tennessee. So, by the way, I want, I want to go back and explain something. So, let me explain what happened. So, they built all these beautiful things, right? Because that's the whole argument, right? They're like, well, those people don't want to come. Those white business owners, they don't want to come into my neighborhood. They, they racist. Racist. I, I'm sorry, sir. Why are they racist? Well, the Krogers, the Krogers pull it out because of all the shoplifting. They're racist. Well, maybe Kroger wants to stay in business, sure, sir, and maybe they can't afford to stay in business in a neighborhood where people are stealing them blind. So now, so what is it? So they're begging all these people. You got to come in. And, and we've seen this happen Target, right? 
Or they're saying, oh, you've got to, Target's leaving our neighborhood. They're racist. Well, no, Target just can't afford to stay open in your neighborhood because people are stealing. So then there's this neighborhood called Whitehaven, Tennessee. And you've got these business owners who say, you know what? We're going to give it a, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to come in and we're going to build brand new restaurants. We're going to build brand new businesses. We're going to have state of the art everything. And that's what they've been doing over the past couple of years now. And you can see it. Let me, they've got the multi-million dollar community center. And that's not stopping the crime. As a matter of fact, that brand new, beautiful Burger King they just built, somebody got shot in the parking lot yesterday. Oh, that Starbucks I was telling you about, completely vandalized and nearly destroyed. And do you know what the reaction was on the black social media pages of Memphis? The reaction was not one of outrage. It was one of how dare you black people go and get your coffee at Starbucks owned by a white guy. You should be going to black-owned businesses. That's the response. How do you like that's a kick in the pants? So that's what we're dealing with. That's, that's what's happening in America right now. There is racism, but it's not where you think it is. It's not where you think it is, ladies and gentlemen. You can build all the basketball courts you want to. I guarantee you we're going to have more dead people in Memphis this year than we did last year. It's not about the community. It's about mom and dad not raising your child to be an animal. And if you can't figure that out, you're a moron. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. As our great friend Paul Shanklin said, the root crime, the, the, the root cause of crime is criminals. And it's true. It's true. So until we want to get something, if, until we want to have that conversation and we start arresting the bad guys and leaving the, by the way, it's, uh, there, there's, a, uh, there's a story here called City Gear and uh, they're owned by Hibbets. It's a sporting goods company, uh, many uh, many uh, outlets in the southern states. And uh, they're getting hit by crime all, I mean, just about every day. Somebody's getting robbed at a, at a, at a city gear store. And so a security guard stepped in and said um, th- th- this customer was threatening to kill everybody in the building. The, the security guard intervenes. Then the guy lunges at the security guard. The security guard opens fire. The security guard's in jail. And got fired. And now they're treating the thug as a victim. This is what we're dealing with. Just got a text message from someone and uh, wanted to know about the the new Starlet Wars. Uh, Starlet Wars will be the all-babe edition of Star Wars. Uh, someone said, is there going to be a role maybe for Michelle Obama? I <laughs> guess... <laughs> I can think of, I don't know, maybe maybe a walk-on role, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll think about that. I, I don't want to get in too much trouble on today's program. All right, 901-260-5926 is our number. Again, all of our great new listeners in the Houston-Galveston area on Patriot Talk, you get a great prize package if you call in today, 901-260-5926. And by the way, folks, You're going to be hearing a lot about this from between now and March. My brand new book coming out, 
and we would love for you to go and pre-order a copy now. Would it not be great? The first book to get on the New York Times bestseller list that did not have Fox News behind it. How about that? The name of the book, Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? Get yourself a copy right now. We'll be right back, everybody. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Good to have you with us today. By the way, a lot of high-profile Republicans on Capitol Hill now getting on board the trump train and uh, we say welcome one and all we need everybody um in the meantime uh, ron desantis boots desantis very upset i uh, was on fox news the other day throwing a temper tantrum by the way so there is another debate and while that's going on fox news's brett Baer, uh who is clearly a never trumper is going to be holding a trump town hall at the same time I'm not sure that, look, Trump can hold his own wherever he goes. That's not the issue. I, I just don't understand why Trump is giving Fox the spotlight. I mean, you know what they're going to do. You know that Brett Bear is going to be mean and nasty and snarky. That's just who he is. You know, he comes across on air as one of these of, oh, I'm just a regular old guy. I'm just a, I'm just a chuckle fest. I'm Brett Bear. No, but he's not. He's he's not. He is a leftist. You said, well, Todd, that's not how he portrays it. Trust me on this. I worked in that building for nearly 15 years. I know who the conservatives are, and I know who the ones who are faking it are. I'm just a regular guy, Todd. <laughs> All right. Anyway, DeSantis was on Laura Ingram's show last night, and oh, wow, he's he was really upset. Cut three. If you were leading by that same amount, would you, have, you know, jump over people to do debates with people who are kind of trailing by a lot? I mean, it's a hard. It's I think it's actually a, a kind of an interesting question. Yes, I would debate because that's what you do. Uh, this is about the people. It's not about you. And look, he's got a situation where he gets um, a lot of air cover from cable networks, including this one. I get that. And so from a strategic perspective, but the question is, is that the right thing to do? No, the right thing to go is to stand and talk about your record. Uh, why shouldn't he have to answer questions? I mean, he's running on things like deporting illegals and building a wall, but he did that in 16 and didn't get it done. So I think he owes answers to those questions. Uh, um, he has not been willing to do that. Obviously, if you go by polling, it hasn't hurt. But I think now that we're in the new year, I think voters uh, do expect you to answer those questions. I think Iowans expect you to show up and debate. I think it's going to be the same when we go into New Hampshire. He's a big meanie. He's a meanie. So that's that's Boots DeSantis throwing a tantrum. I, I love it. He He was basically trying to make the argument that Fox was pro-Trump. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. As a matter of fact, we all know because of the inner workings and memorandums that it was Ron DeSantis who has the backing of Fox News. 
So for him to go on Laura Ingram's show and try to blame all of this on Fox and their pro-Trump bias, come on, dude. Come on. You're, you're a bigger man than that. Okay, maybe you're not. But you sh- I'm just saying that if you're going to be president of the United States, Ron, those are big boots you've got to fill. And you can't wear lifts. And that's why Donald Trump is doing so well. Oh, I've got to play this audio. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy rather, was doing an interview with a, a Washington Post reporter. And uh, this is pretty fascinating. Uh, cut 15. I'm not, I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which actually fits, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And frankly, this is why people have lost trust. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question question. The reality is, I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country, but the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. Do that, and we're going to move this country forward. And I don't care whether you're black or white or brown or anything in between. That's how we're going to unite this country. You people have been responsible for dividing this country to a breaking point, creating a projection of national division. I meet people from the south side of Chicago to meetings like this one of every shade of melanin, multiple from man to woman, doesn't make a difference, who are hungry for reviving unity in this country. And you, with your catechism that you try to get to politicians to whatever fake headline you're going to print on the basis of this conversation tomorrow, that's what's dividing this country for a break, to a breaking point. Shame on you. Look people in the eye and tell them what you've actually failed to tell them for the last five years. Own the accountability for your own failures as the media. That's how we rebuild trust in this country. And until then, I don't have a lot of patience to play the games. Mm. I love that. That And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you deal with these morons in the mainstream media. That's how you do it. You completely dismantle their arguments. And they've got none. I mean, the idea that you've got people out there asking candidates running for office in 2024, uh, what's your position on the Civil War? Good or bad? For or against? What do you think about white supremacy? All right, well, okay, what do you think about this? So I would love, I would just love for somebody to have asked Kamala Harris, uh, so let's talk about your ancestors, uh, the ones who owned slaves. Uh, have you ever personally repented for that? Have you confessed your sin of being in the lineage of a family that owned slaves, Kamala Harris? But they're not going to do that because they own the Democrats. They are the they are the mouthpiece for the Democrats. All right, 901-260-5926. Let's go to Mike in Maryland. Mike, what's on your mind today? Hi, Todd. Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you, Todd. Todd, I wanted your uh, your uh, feedback on the morning consult poll uh, dated January 1st, 2024. It has President Trump crushing all the other Republicans by 55 points. President Trump has 66 percent support. Uh, the uh, poll was done. Uh, the uh, was uh, had 4,206 likely voters. 
President Trump is doing fantastic. What do you think? Well, well, he is, and and I think the the American people, and and it's really nothing against Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley. I'm I'm sure they're nice people, and I think DeSantis has done a fine job of being a governor of Florida. But it's not it's it's a for such a time as this moment, and it's not their time. And I think the American people see we need someone of Donald Trump's mindset back in in the White House. That's what that's telling me. And honestly, there should be conversations had right now, Mike, in the in the back rooms at RNC headquarters, trying to convince these other candidates to get out of the race, stop wasting money, and get behind Trump. I agree with you, Todd. I agree, Mike. Well, I appreciate your call, and thank you for listening. And it's a it's a fine poll, and we mentioned it briefly yesterday. Joe Biden, by the way, has uh, some big, big trouble. And and this is going to, I think, be the bigger story, is who will ultimately be the Democrat nominee for the White House. It will not be Joe Biden. It can't be Joe Biden. Latest polling data has Trump leading among Hispanic voters over Biden. I mean, that's insane. All right, let's go to Pennsylvania. Nicholas, Nicholas, what say you? Yeah, I, I don't think President Trump should go on Brett Baer. He's too mean and nasty. He should only come on your show because we know you'll kiss his little tuchus all day long like you did two or three weeks ago when you did that pathetic interview with him. Oh, wait, wait. What was pathetic about the interview, Nicholas? You would ask him a question, and he would ramble on to 20 different topics, and you would never... Not, oh, give me an example. Give me an example of what he of, of how he rambled. This is like my fifth time calling you this week. Why is it so easy to always get on your show? Yeah, because because we want to expose you. By the way, we actually have your telephone number, Nicholas, which we're happy to share with the rest of the audience if you'd like, and maybe they can have conversations with you. Would you like that, that Nicholas? Would, would you like that? Because you, like you see, here's the problem. The reason why we put you on, Nicholas, is to expose people like you. You know, you are you're you live in the sewer, sir, um, the sewer. And uh, clearly you have no job. You just sit there in your mother's basement um, and you you try to prank call shows. You lie to get on the radio. Uh, That's a pretty low class thing. At least be honest about it, sir. Um, We're happy to debate anybody, but we're not going to debate liars um, who live in the sewer. Nicholas, goodbye. We're done with you. Our telephone number is. 901-260-5926. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns radio program. I've got to play this. Someone sent this to me Um and it is a man who is uh, coming to terms with, you know, a lot of parents these days. You know, it's, uh, I guess, one of the problems of modern-day parenting when your kid comes to you and says, Mom, Dad, I need to tell you something. And, uh, you know, they they announce their, what, uh, gender fluid or non-binary or two-spirit or, you know, they identify as, I don't know, a willow tree. And um, and it's tough for a lot of parents. You know, they, they try to come to terms with all of this. And uh, many times uh, people make those announcements on social media, again, just to affirm. You know, you want to be able to affirm your uh, transgender child, right? 
the the idea that um, that God made a mistake when your child was born, that even though your child may have male or female plumbing, they may or may not be male or female, may not even be human. They could be a feral cat. I mean, it's you, you just don't know, right? I mean, it's, that's one of the dilemmas of modern-day parenting. So here's a guy who decided to come out and, and share about the conversation he had with his little boy. And, um, look, I, I know where we all stand on these issues, but we still have to have compassion, right? I mean, we, we just have to have compassion for these people. I'm sorry. It's, it's not, it's, my laughter is a coping mechanism. I don't mean to laugh. Anyway, cut 16. A part of our six-year-old son. He just came out as a pirate. He's known since he was two months old. But the children's hospital have been great. They agreed to pop out an eye, saw off the old hand for the hook, and uh, also one bit of his leg for the peg leg. So it's been really good. His pronouns are P and uh, Ira, and you will respect him. Arr. I, I have total respect. And, and good for this father. Um, what a good man he is. His little, what, three-year-old, four-year-old child came to him and said, Daddy, Daddy, arr, arr, I'm a pirate, Daddy. And instead of, the, instead of the father saying, no, son, you are not a pirate, you're a little boy, this father, I, I don't mean to get emotional on air, but instead this father embraced his son, and he embraced his son's identity. And he decided that it was important for his son to go through this medical mutilation surgery to affirm his new identity. So my hat is off to this man and to the hospital. Uh, the man brought the little, the little child to the hospital and said, my son now identifies as a pirate. And uh, they said in response, Arr! and uh, they brought the child in and they removed the eyeball and gave the child a pirate patch. And just like Captain Captain Hook and Peter Pan, they they uh, cut off his hand and installed a hook. Yo yo, I'm sorry, <laughs> terrible. Oh, and the peg leg, they had to take off the child's. This, folks, I know, I know that you might say, Todd, this is nothing to laugh at. That this is nothing to mock. This is nothing more than medical mutilation surgery. How dare they take off the eyeball and the foot and the arm? Oh, but these are gender transition surgeries, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Oh, Lord. This is where we are in America right now. Right now, ladies and gentlemen. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this actually happened. Can we hear the poor guy again? Hello, governor. A part of our six-year-old son. He just came out as a pirate. He's known since he was two months old. But the children's hospital have been great. They agreed to pop out an eye, saw off the old hand for the hook, and uh, also one bit of his leg for the peg leg. So it's been really good. His pronouns are P and uh, Ira, and you will respect him. I, I have total respect. 901-260-5926 is our number. 901-260-5926. Let's go to Patty in North Carolina listening to us on WSIC. Hi, Patty. Happy New Year to you. 
New Year, Todd. You are such a piece of work. I love you. Uh, hey, listen. I'm telling you, the nuts have left the, the, the nuts left the asylum. Yeah, they, yes, they have, uh, Patty. And and sometimes you you wonder, am I the one who's crazy? That's that's no, where we're at crazy. right now. I'm going I'm to tell you something right now. Right now, I am fuming because of two idiots that called you, one from Pennsylvania, the other one from Memphis. You know what? Go vote for your Brandon. Go vote for your Brandon, okay? Stay away from you and vote for your idiot president, okay? Yeah, you Patty, look, Patty, I, look, I don't mind people. I think Johnny from Memphis called it. I don't mind. Uh, he's a liar. He's called you many times. I heard that guy. He is nothing but a liar. Yeah. Now, the other guy from wherever, Pennsylvania, he's one of those uh, types – and we have these folks, and they call into a lot of the other conservative talk shows, and, and we could yeah. weed them out. But I like playing with them. It's kind of like a cat I and a mouse. Know you do, you're, and you're good at it. And I want to thank you for another thing too. That my, I was in the hospital. I don't have problems. I'm having problems right now. And but I, I came on. My daughter answered a question over the holidays with the Home Alone. I, and everybody said, "Oh, I sound like my daughter." You said, "I sound like." We do sound like me and Nicole. And you I know something, we're on the same birthday, too, March 31st, our same birthday. Is, is that, that right? Patty, this is yeah. unacceptable. You cannot be sick. You have to be healthy. That's an order. Well, I, it, it, I'm getting there. But anyway, you Good. know what she Good. got for me? She got me. She wanted, she wanted to say that the questionnaire and our, our daily biscuit, it, and you know what she did? She put it in with, um, she got me letters to Trump book. She put it in the same book with, same uh, box with that. Oh, that's a nice gift package right there. Yeah, she gave me both. Hey, Patty, what do you think about this big rally that Trump wants to hold in Madison Square that's Garden? That's what I want to talk about. My daughter, Lauren, who lives in New Jersey, she wants him to come. To, they, you know how many liberals want him to come? You, I, that's why I want to talk about Pennsylvania and that idiot from Memphis. Let me tell you something. The liberals want him to come. They, New York City, Madison Square Garden will be sold out. Do you know that? I have no doubt. I think it will be a glorious moment in national history. I truly do. I do. I, I, you know, I'm getting the chills right now just talking about it. But my daughter Lauren said, Mom, I am going. He comes to Madison Square Garden. So, Mr. President, if you're listening to Todd, please do MSG. I love it. Patty, we got to leave it there. You be well. That's an order. And uh, give us a call back. Hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. Your call's coming up. All right, welcome back to the show. Hey, Sean Hannity uh, leaving New York City, evacuating. I, I'm just curious what took so long. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Why would anybody live in that in that city? And I, I first, and don't get me wrong, I love New York. I had a great time when I lived there, and uh, lived in Brooklyn, and it was it was a great experience for me. But I'm telling you, the taxes will kill you. So I, good for Sean Hannity moving to an income tax free state. Here's the deal. Hannity will save so much money on taxes that he'll be able to pay cash for a house down there. That's how much the tax rate is. The uh, I was paying in New York City, I was paying a city income tax 
a state income tax and, of course, a federal income tax. And then when you throw on the cost of everything in New York City being sky high, it was just insane. You could make, I'll just give you an example. You could make a quarter million dollars a year, all right? Let's just say you make $250,000 a year. You would only be able to afford to rent an apartment. And it would only, and if you wanted to live in a, in a nice part of town, and by nice, I mean a place where you're not going to get mugged, uh, it's going to set you back, you know, four or $5,000 a month just in rent. I had a one-bedroom apartment. I, I, this is just mind-boggling. One-bedroom apartment, it was on the, uh, the 25th floor of a high-rise. I did have a good view. I had a view of the Brooklyn Bridge. It was almost $6,000 a month in rent. It was insane. And the, and the building still smelled like marijuana. Spent all my extra money on Funyuns. I was getting the contact high. Don't blame me. It couldn't be helped. So all that to say, uh, good for you, Sean, and uh, welcome. You know, Rush Limbaugh started all that. Remember when he moved He moved the EIB network to uh, Palm Beach, and uh, that became Southern Command. And that's why we are proud to be in, we are literally in Southern Command here in Memphis, Tennessee. Very happy to be here. All right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, James in North Carolina listening to us on the talk station. Hi, James. Uh, I understand you have a story for us. What's going on? Hey, Todd. How you been doing, man? It's been a while. I'm doing well, James. Thank you for asking. Happy New Year to you. Okay, we got a local private school, and they have a little girl that identifies as a cat. And a friend of mine's wife works there, said they're going to put a litter box in the girl's bathroom for the little girl to use. Wait, you, are, you, not are, are, are you pulling my leg, James? I called, I called, I called it. Did, Jan- did we, did we right lose now, James? I'm not lying. So, so, James, you're telling me. Hold on. I want to make sure I get this straight. In, in New Bern, North Carolina, you're telling me that there's a little child, a little girl who identifies as a feline, like a little kitty cat? Yes. And the school. And they're going to put. Wow. They're going to put a litter box in the bathroom for the little girl. I'm not so, making this up, man, because when I heard it, I couldn't believe it. I said, man, you're lying. Don't even tell me that. He said, man, my hand to God, I'm not lying to you. So, James, do I don't want you to tell me the name. We're going to put you on. After, after, after we talk, I'm going to put you on hold, and I want you to tell my um, my my call screener the name of the school here. Have you? How did you find out about this? I was just talking to some guys, and we were talking about how all this transgender and stuff got out of hand, and they told me that story. That there's and I didn't cat. believe it. I said, man, you're lying. Don't even try it. He said, man, I swear to you. Wow, where's the litter box? I wonder if they're making, if they're making a little girl eat cat food. Could be. Bring a little can that's of tuna. I don't know. Because that's, that's what I thought. I said, hey, man, this y'all can eat cat food, too, right? I'm like. I can't believe it, man. I made my brother eat meow mix when he was a kid. I felt bad about cat, that. I used to eat the uh, kibbles and bits a little bit, the little oh, meat parts. That oh, yeah, that's bad. tasty. you got to have protein. <laughs> James. You, you, can't, right, you can't make this stuff up, man. You can't, you can't even. I don't know, man. It's out of control. I swear it is. 
All right. So, um, has anybody has this been in the in the papers? I mean, it, that that seems to me to be a pretty shocking thing. If a child is using a litter box at the private school. Hey man, I hadn't seen anything about it in the papers, but I don't imagine they want people to find out about it. All right. Well, look, James, well, I appreciate you alerting us uh, to the story here. We're going to put you on hold and we'll get the name of the school and we're going to call and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to find out what's going on down there. All right. Can you imagine though? I mean, you... <laughs> it's terrible. I should have taken the week off. I really should have. That's, that's what I should have done. All right. Uh, let's go to. Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, BT is on the line listening to us on our flagship station. BT, I, I, it's a weird day, man. It's a weird day on the show. Do we have BT? BT. All right, we'll put BT on hold. Give us a call back. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. By the way, I've got to tell you guys about our friends over at Newsmax. Are they, they're crushing it. I mean, the ratings came out. Everybody lost audience last year except for Newsmax, and they're they're just running and gunning. So, look, uh, I get Christmas is over, but I still have a great gift idea for you, and I want you to consider giving yourself the new streaming service, Newsmax Plus. Yeah, that, you deserve this. Uh, forget about Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu. Just check out Newsmax Plus. The best part about it, folks, it, it's free to start, absolutely free. Will not cost you a penny to start a free trial, NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Now, here's what you're going to get. All of the programs, Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greta Van Sarster, and Greg Kelly. Um, Newsmax Plus launched about a month ago. More than 180,000 people have already signed up. So, I'm telling you, 180,000 people cannot be wrong. Newsmax Plus lets you watch the Newsmax channel on your phone, also your home TV app, and you get to watch all of the Donald Trump rallies. It's awesome. Again, NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Start your free trial today. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Well, some bad news for all you parents in Seattle. Uh, you're not going to have a place to take your kids to cavort, to lollygag. The Seattle Parks and Recreation Department had planned to build a beautiful playground at Denny Blaine Park. I guess it's right there on the beach in uh, Seattle. And uh, it turns out, though, that that park is a gathering place for uh, homosexual people uh, who like to take part in nude sunbathing, among other things. So the the gay community rose up and they said, this is outrageous. This is a direct assault on who we are as gay people. And we have a right to run around buck naked, shaking our money makers in front of God and country in the azalea bushes. So they launched a petition drive. And so I think 10,000 people signed this petition. And the whole point of it was they said they don't want they don't want a child's playground equipment. Uh, they don't want the children's playground equipment in the park uh, because then uh, the gays could be accused of indecent exposure. 
Now, I've never been to um, a, a nudist beach before. I, I no desire to go to a nudist beach. And here's the problem with, with these nudist colonies and the nude beaches. And, and I would, I'm would i going to paint with a broad brush here. Most of the people on those beaches don't need to be buck naked. With all due respect, I mean, you're, you're buck naked in the privacy of your home taking a shower. You probably need to be clothed. I mean... I'm just saying, it's not a pretty thing to look at. So anyway, uh, the the Seattle Parks and Recreation Department they they were getting it. I mean, it, they were th- the the LGBT crowd there was really fired up. No, Dylan, I don't know if there are any lesbians. I think it was just the gay guy. I think it was the gay guy thing. Maybe the lesbians like to go. I don't know. They the lesbians are pretty heavily covered. With the flannel and the overalls and the Mexican man shoes, I don't again don't mean to paint with a broad brush. So I, I'm just saying that by and large the lesbians, they're when they're out in public, they're clothed. That's that's the point I'm trying to get at. Here. No, I'm no I no I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that the lesbians are clothed, and we appreciate that. And let's get real. There are a lot of straight people that don't need to be running around buck naked either. It's just the reality of it. We got an obesity problem in this country. Nobody wants to see that. So anyway, um, the the city, uh, the Seattle Parks and Recreation Department, they finally said, you know what? Uh, we're going to surrender here. We're, we, we are no longer going to build a playground uh, for children at the gay nudist bathing colony so there will not be a playground there sorry kids you're gonna have to go someplace else and let, can we just get real for a moment probably a good idea i'm not sure you want your kids hanging out with you know a drag queen on the monkey bars i'm just saying let's go to the phones shall we Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Jim in Maine, listening to us on WLOB, the Big Lobster. Mister Mister Todd Starnes, I, I got a rare day off yesterday, and um, I'm a hardworking patriot living in the state of Maine, and I got to enjoy watching you on uh, Newsmax. So that was very enjoyable. Thank you, sir. Usually listening. Yeah, it was really good. It was nice to watch you. Um, so I, my quick thing today is I had a conversation a little while ago with my very liberal doctor brother about all this stuff that's going on, including this, the professor at Harvard and, and everything else. And, and I said, you know, look at all this stuff. How can you still trust them? Why do you still defend them? And, it, and it's just I, I, I never I'm always proved right that they just look the other way. They just don't care. They don't care, and they and they'll they'll back each other up, and that's why they stay together. They they look the other way, and I I quoted him a few things from George Washington's farewell address, which was brilliant, and he wrote it with Madison, I, I believe he penned that with Madison in his early in his second term, and he said in that factions will be the undoing of the United States. And once factions start putting their beliefs above the American people, that's when there's going to be trouble. Washington said this 250 years ago. Come on, you know. And he still 
he just he doesn't see it, and and I think they just never will. It's it's pretty amazing to me. You know the the reason why Jim th- that the arguments always go back to race, and you can normally tell when someone's losing the argument because they will make the make the issue about race. And the reason why they do that is they know that that by and large that's the third wire for uh, for for Americans, and that's a way to set people off. And that's also a way for for the other side to to just back away and wave the the surrender flag because nobody wants to be accused of being a racist. I just Jim, I've been doing this for so long. I just don't care. You know, I I know who I am and I know what kind of a person I am, and I just don't. They can call me, and they do call me every name of the book. I just don't <laughs> care, and I, it drives them yeah, nuts. I, I, the text back was one word, Todd. It said, "Call me." So I'm a commie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I and love it. Yeah, that's that's the that's the liberals for you, though. They just really they tr- they look the other way and then call you a name, and that's the end of the conversation. That's it. That Jim. Yeah, you figured it out. So, all right. Well, hope you had a good. Re- hope you had a good day off. Did you do something other than watch Newsmax? Did you have some fun? Uh no. I laid around and I chilled out and and watched movies and watched some news and I had a nice down day. Well, that's the way to do it, Jim. I got to tell you, I'm really frustrated with my doctor right now. I, the only thing I had looking forward to after the show was going home and taking the two hour nap. And I can't now. He, now he says I need to go to the park and exercise. <laughs> well, I'm uh. watching all this madness go here on up here in Maine and. They're trying to take away my right to vote. And, so, well, the good and, news know. there is that President Trump has officially appealed to your Supreme Court uh, there in Maine. So, hopefully, they're going to reverse the decision. But your uh, your Secretary of State, she's got to go. Yeah, I, I never knew that the Secretary of State had the right to uh, convict, be judge and jury, and convict a guy that's never been convicted of any of anything. So uh, this is the this is all brand new news to me. All right. Well, Jim, thank you for calling in, and thanks for watching Newsmax. Thanks for listening to WLOB, and hope you have a happy New Year. So good guy there. Uh, you, know, I just got a message. Someone said, "Tom, did you say buck naked or butt naked?" <sighs> this is a fair question. It can it can go either is that is is it buck b u c k naked or butt b u t t naked? I I hesitate to open this up on the phone lines, but I I think I think they can both they both mean the same thing. I will say this though, if it's n a k e d butt naked, that's what you do when you go take a, a shower. You get butt naked, but if you're butt naked that's n-e-k-k-i-d you're doing something that will get you in trouble with your preacher i think that's the way that works someone can correct me if i'm mistaken here 901-260-5926 oh gotta play this audio we've got the video of this up on our website so a woman goes to mcdonald's and she's ordering a sandwich i don't know what kind of a sandwich but anyway, she gets the it's in a it's it's not a Big Mac. It was like in the paper wrapper, right? So uh, she's on TikTok and she's very upset because of the color of the packaging at, at McDonald's. Cut five. So I was starving, so I had to get one quick sandwich from here, and I thought they gave me the wrong sandwich. But conveniently, McDonald's changed their packaging. Wow, what does that resemble? 
packaging? It's the McChicken wrapper. But why is it blue and white? I honestly, I don't know. I think you do know. This is in support of Israel. They changed it. I mean, it was like that actually since a few months ago because we ran out of the regular ones. No, I don't think so. This is obviously in support of Israel. No, I mean, we actually had that for a while though. I was here two weeks ago and it wasn't like this. I mean, we have had stuff. I know. I know this is not your fault because you're an employee. But I think this is disgusting for them to do this. And I know you in your heart. You know in your heart that this is clearly what this wrapper is for. I mean, I don't know. I'm explaining it to you. It is. This is what it's for. This is the color of their flag. This is clearly what they're doing and what they're showing to people. And I think it's disgusting. <laughs> can, can, you know, to be a fly on the wall at McDonald's HQ, right? Where you have Ronald McDonald and you have uh, the Hamburglar and Mayor McCheese and the Little Nugget people, and they're all sitting around the boardroom. And like, all right, listen up, people. We've got to show our support for Israel. We've got, I need ideas, people. I need ideas. No, the Gaza Happy Meal. No, that is not going to work. What's that, McCheese? A, a blue and white wrapper for the McChicken sandwich. That's McBrilliant. Supersize it. Well done. <laughs> Our country is so screwed. All right, we got to take a break. By the way, she probably needs to cut back on the McDonald's visits. I, I'm just saying, you got to watch the cholesterol. All right, hang tight, everybody. Hour three coming up, I think. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starks Radio Program, Hour 3 of the Big Show. And we welcome, as always, our great Newsmax 2 audience as we simulcast the final hour of the program. Our telephone number, and you will need it today, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Coming up, we're going to be speaking with Congressman Matt Rosendale, uh, the congressman part of a delegation of about 60 Republicans who went down to the border. And um, looking forward to this conversation because I'm not quite sure why the Republicans are down there. Why do they need to be down there? Seems to me this is just a waste of taxpayer money. We all know what's going on down there. We can all see the, the the headlines. We see the video on Newsmax every night. We know what's going on. So unless the lawmakers were armed with AR-15s and they were they were uh, picking off illegals before they invaded the country, well, I, I really don't know what the point of it all is. So uh, we'll be talking with the congressman. Also, want to get your thoughts on this question. Do we need to give the Democrats an ultimatum? Do we need to go and say, here's the deal. You either shut down this border or we are going to shut down the government. It's really that simple. I don't understand why we are still funding all of these government agencies who have been weaponized against conservative people. Why are we still doing this? The Republicans in the House actually hold the purse strings here, so they actually do have the power. Meanwhile, you have KJP. 
saying this just yesterday, cut two. It is shameful that a Republican governor, Governor Abbott in Texas, is using migrants uh, as a political stunt. That's what he's been doing. So you're referring to the busing of migrants to northern uh, cities. Absolutely. And the, 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 the busing of migrants, the putting them on flights, it is shameful that that is occurring. And instead of if the governor really, truly wants to deal with this issue, he should talk to uh, the senators in his state and actually ask them to work with us. Well, it's not a political stunt. This is a matter of of saving your communities, saving your border towns. And we're talking about a lot of small communities along the Texas border and the Arizona border that have been overwhelmed by these illegals. As a matter of fact, there is a similar situation unfolding right now in Whitewater, Wisconsin. They have a population of about 15,000 people, and Biden just sent 1,000 illegals to this town. Now, I want you to think about this. We're not talking about major American cities here. We're talking about small towns. So the question is, ladies and gentlemen, what would happen if, say, let's say you've got a town of about 5,000 people and you wake up one day and there are a 1,000 illegal aliens in your community. And now you, as a taxpayer, have to take care of these people. You got to house them. You got to feed them. You got to clothe them. You got to educate them. You got to take care of them when they get the sniffles. That's on you, the American taxpayer. So I think it is a brilliant strategy for the the governor of Texas to send these illegals to other cities around the nation. And quite frankly, if you are a sanctuary city, is not the moral obligation for, is it not, follow me here now, is it not Greg Abbott's moral responsibility to send these illegals to a place where they can find sanctuary? It seems to me that is the the right and proper thing to do here. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Meanwhile, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson has come up with a surefire way to reduce violent crime. Reparations. Cut 13. In order for us to have a better, stronger, and safer Chicago, it really requires the full force of government. We have stood up an an entire office dedicated to reentry. So individuals who are returning to our communities who have been incarcerated because of failed policies, uh, we'll have a welcoming space for them. I've added a a half a million dollars for restoration and reparations to address, again, the cycle of violence, which looks like school closings, closing of mental health facilities, of which I've invested in now. And so in order for us to build a better, stronger, safer Chicago, it requires investments, and that's what this budget has done. All right. So, question, and and this is for this is for black listeners of the Todd Stearns Radio Program. We don't segregate our questions, but I, I want to specifically allow our black listeners to address what the mayor is saying, because the mayor says that the best way to stop crime is to provide people with reparations, and so once people have um, a reparation check in their bank account, they will no longer go out there and carjack you or rob you or pillage and plunder your neighborhood. So I'm curious if if that is in fact accurate. Are are you having those kinds of conversations in black communities across the nation? At the the church socials after church on Sunday, um, as you guys are standing around in the parking lot or you're waiting in line for the, uh, the buffet, are you having those kinds of conversations? Man, if I just could get some reparations, I wouldn't have to rob the Piggly Wiggly. Are you having those kinds of conversations down at the church on Sundays? 
because the mayor of Chicago seems to think that you guys are. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns radio program. Thank you, Cheryl, from Memphis, Tennessee, uh, listening to us on KWAM. She sent me a a lengthy history of the term buck naked versus butt naked. So uh, thank you, Cheryl. We are much more learned as a result. I didn't realize this goes all the way back to uh, the the British days. Um, So thank you for that. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Lakeland, Tennessee. Jim is listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Jim, what's on your mind? Well, I've got two things. One thing, if they want to drop the illegals off in a small town, why don't they just load them back in a bus and pay the deal forward and send them back? It's it's a great question, Jim. And and again, I, that's the that is the the flip side is that they're still here in the country, and we need to have them not here. They need to be rounded up and they need to be moved out of the country. Oh, I agree with that 100%. I agree with that 100%. As far as that guy from Chicago, he kind of sounds like a manure salesman with a mouthful of samples. <laughs> Did I you? mean, it just, you know, I mean, thinking reparations is going to keep them from doing anything? That's crazy. That's insane. Well, and that's the. Th- I mean, let's get real. And and Jim, you uh, you live in a suburb of one of the most violent cities in in America. Um, do you think giving people reparations is going to stop the crime and violence here? They want you to believe that it's actually poor people out there committing the crime. No, it's not. It's not going to stop. It ain't going to stop. I mean, they you get you know people. There's there's a lot of people. That, you know, have gotten the welfare and gotten the, the, the you know the student loan stuff that is helping them go to college. I know I know several people that's really turned their lives around for that stuff. But you know, I don't think reparations is going to do anything because when the money runs out, then you know, you know, then they'll be right back in the same boat again. There you go. I Jim, appreciate that call. I will say this though. I would not mind, I would not be adverse to, you know, spending a couple of weeks in a tanning bed if it's going to get me a reparation check. I can change my name back to LeBron Starnes, and I can self-identify. Uh, let's go to Alabama. Gabriel is watching us on Newsmax today. Hi, Gabriel. What say you? Hey, I just wanted to reference that uh, situation on this I don't very. I don't think it's a good idea to pay anybody a reparation to stop them from doing crime because they can get that check, reparation check on Friday and rob you on Saturday. So it doesn't even... All right, Gabriel, we have got a super bad phone connection and my apologies there. Um, it's uh, So give us, try to give us a call back and we can try to get that worked out. Um, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, great to have with us uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale, who is part of this delegation to the border. Uh, Congressman, appreciate you coming on the program today. Todd Stearns, great to be on with you. Thank you so much. So, so Congressman, I'm, I'm a little aggravated. Um, unless you guys were armed with AR-15s and were physically stopping people from coming across the border, I'm not sure what the point of Speaker Johnson's trip to the border was because it's really not well, going to change anything. I will tell you, here's what my uh, 
goal is out of this trip. I came down here with another group of my conservative friends that you are very well familiar with, uh, Bob Good, Eli Crane, Andy Biggs, Matt Gates. And what we did was come in last night so that we did not see the sanitized version of the uh, border trip that the we knew the speaker was going to be exposed to. Uh, we've met with Border Patrol before, and we went out on the uh, wire, literally on the wire, last night and started at 8.30 and started witnessing. A and, and, Todd, here's what we're trying to do. Bring this information out to the public's uh, awareness because 20 of us aren't going to change this. 30 of us aren't going to change this. It's going to take the general public screaming, okay, for action from all of their representatives in order for us to be able to get the leverage to literally shut down the United States House of Representatives or uh, get the border shut down. And so that's what we're trying to do. And the only way that we're going to be able to accomplish that is if we get more people contacting their representatives to help us. Myself, Bob Good, Eli Crane, Andy Biggs, Matt Gates, we're there. We're ready to shut down the United States government, quite frankly, because what is taking place down here at the southern border, listening to the law enforcement officers, listening to the Border Patrol here in Eagle Pass, Texas, they, they are calling this well beyond a, an emergency. This is a catastrophe. And, and, and to quote one of the sheriffs down here, this is not an immigration problem. This is a slave trade problem. Congressman, when is the first opportunity you guys will have to shut down the, the government, shut down um, the House? It's going to be when we return uh, next week. Uh, I think it is January the 19th is the next time that we have funding mechanisms necessary to move forward in order to keep the government funded. And so that's going to be the next opportunity. Um, Representative Biggs is working on a piece of legislation that would allow us to fund CBP, our military and law enforcement, and obviously all of your what they uh, typically call entitlements. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, that gets funded going forward anyway. But to have a piece of legislation that says, you know something, we're not going to run another portion of the government except for these entities that are necessary for our national security until we see some changes here at the border. I mean, it has to. It's either as bad as everybody says it is or it's not. And if it's just as bad as everybody says it is, and uh, again, we've had dozens of lawmakers on this program, including yourself, Congressman, who say uh, the terrorists are here. They've been able to get across the border. It's not a matter of if, but when. So if we've got a looming de- uh, terrorism crisis on our hands, it seems to me that we've got to shut down the government so we can address what's happening at the border. Otherwise, everybody's I, complicit. I really do believe so, Todd. And that's how strongly that that I feel about it. That's how strongly uh, many of my colleagues feel about it. Uh, there was about 10,000 illegals that were being held here in Eagle Pass just a short three days ago, okay? And when they found out 
that the uh, the speaker was going to bring a delegation of members down here. Two things happened. Number Oh boy, I think we lost the uh, the congressman. Uh, he was calling in from the border, so uh, my apologies there. Uh, but there you have it, uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale. And I, I think the congressman gets the point I'm, I'm making here is that if this is as dangerous of a situation as we have been told, and I have no reason to doubt that it is anything other than what we have been told, then we have to shut down the government. We have no choice. And if that's what it takes for us to, to address what's going on down there, uh, so be it. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to the phone lines and uh, talk to Janice in New Orleans. Um, Janice, what's your take on what's happening down at the border? Todd, first of all, let me say that you know I've been listening to you for a long time. Yesterday's show was absolutely fabulous, and you're doing great today, too. Well, thank you. Yes, you are. Now, here's the thing. What is happening at the border is nothing short of invasion into our country. These people are bringing drugs. They're trafficking children. Uh, I heard the other day that a 15- or 16-year-old girl was murdered at the hands of an illegal and um, this is invasion. The president took an oath to protect the country domestically and otherwise, and he is not doing so at all. Now, people, I got two important things to tell your audience here, people. Please listen to me. If you don't want another terrorist attack, you know, one of your family members could be killed. I mean, this is really bad because we don't know who's coming in here. And even worse than that, Janice, you know, I'll give you a great example. Um, On New Year's Eve night, well, this would have been New Year's Day in the wee hours, uh, you had a Muslim man slam his vehicle into a bunch of uh, people leaving the the celebration there in, in Times Square. We haven't we haven't heard anything about this on the national news, nothing about this in the national media. So you're right, I, I, Janice, I, the, the concern is, and not just in New York City, but in cities and towns all over America, uh, when you look at what happened in Israel on October 7th, they targeted the small communities, the farming communities. That's where the terrorist attacks happened. So people need to wake up, and they need to understand what is really going on here. Uh, Miss Janice, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening. Let's go to Julie in Maine, listening to us on WLOB, wants to weigh in on reparations. Hi, Julie. Hi, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. I heard your uh, remark about, you know, you wanted to respond about with this reparations money and anybody's bank account qualified for it, help them from looting and stealing and carjacking and all of that. And I just want to say, that money is not going to make any difference. Those people that do these things, this is a character thing. This isn't a money thing. Yeah, maybe they need some money, but it's way deeper than that. If they get a check in their bank account, it's going to give them a little reprieve for a couple of weeks. They'll go out shopping and buy some food and stuff. They're going to be right back at it when that money is gone. Because they love to steal. That's their character. That's the way they're living. That money in their bank account is not going to cause them to reform their life 
or give them so much money that they'll never have to steal again. These people do this. This is who they are. So this reparations money is just going to be a big waste of time and money for all of these taxpayers that are going to be putting that money into the bank accounts. Well, Julie, I look, I, I will say this. I, I know I've known a lot of poor people over the years, and none of them were criminals, not a single one. So for the government to come out and say, well, um, we've got to give people more money and that's going to stop crime. That's a load of hooey. Julie, got to run. Hang tight, everybody. We're going right to the phone lines coming up. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Stern's radio program. Uh, let's get right back to the phones. Demetrius is listening to us on KWAM, our flagship station in Memphis, Tennessee, wants to weigh in on reparations. Hi, Demetrius. What's on your mind today? How you doing, Todd? I'm well. Thanks for asking, sir. Yeah, see, I'm from South Memphis, man. I'll tell you why I want, I want them reparations, because, see, I'm a small-time dope man. I want to be a big-time dope man. That's why I want them reparations. So, 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 so you, you want the reparations? Yeah, cause see, I, I can't I can't afford to get a big stash, so that would help me out. All right. So how much how much reparation money do you, do you think you're owed, Demetrius? Well, seeing seeing as my ancestors were so wrong, you know, really it should be for a lifetime. But but I'd be good with about twenty thirty G's. Oh, is that annually or or monthly twenty or thirty G's? Should be monthly, but I take it annually. So an annual, okay. So an annual payment of say thirty grand, um, and this is a lifetime reparation. Is that what that would be? Yeah, but see, I'm all, I'm already middle age, so it won't, it won't it won't be too much of a problem. <laughs> well, you you want to live a long? How old are you, Demetrius? I'm in my mid fifties. Well, I am too. I plan on living a pretty long, healthy. Are you a healthy guy? Are you are you exercising, eating right? You know, you got to eat that fast food, and, and, you know, when you're smoking, you know, you get the munchies. That's all you really want, so, you know, that's not good for you. Well, smoking, well, you don't get the munchies when you, oh, 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 I see what you're, I, I got you. All right, so, well, yeah, I can see where that would be a problem, but uh, you got to take care of yourself. You know, I, you and I are probably the same age, and, uh, you know, we got to live a long life. So, I mean, if, and if you're getting $30,000 in reparation money annually, you know, you may as well live long and prosper, as they say. Well, that was my take on it. That's all I got to say. Well, good luck to you there, Demetrius. Um, There you go, folks. Uh, Demetrius in South Memphis says he wants about $30,000 worth of reparation money. He gets the munchies when he's uh, he's smoking. What is going on on this program today, ladies and gentlemen? What is going on? All right, we've got some Ron DeSantis news. All right. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Ron DeSantis was on uh, Fox, and uh, he's uh, really upset with Fox News. He says that uh, Fox News is in Donald Trump's corner. Uh, let's take a listen to cut number three. Wow. If you were leading by that same amount, would you, you, know, you know, jump over people to do debates with people who are 
kind of trailing by a lot? I mean, it's a hard. It's I think it's actually a, a kind of an interesting question. Yes, I would debate because that's what you do. Uh, this is about the people. It's not about you. And look, he's got a situation where he gets um, a lot of air cover from cable networks, including this one. I get that. And so from a strategic perspective, but the question is, is that the right thing to do? No, the right thing to go is to stand and talk about your record. Uh, why shouldn't he have to answer questions? I mean, he's running on things like deporting illegals and building a wall, but he did that in 16 and didn't get it done. So I think he owes answers to those questions. Uh, um, he has not been willing to do that. Obviously, if you go by polling, it hasn't hurt. But I think now that we're in the new year, I think voters uh, do expect you to answer those questions. I think Iowans expect you to show up and debate. I think it's going to be the same when we go into New Hampshire. All right, there you go. He's very upset. Uh, Boots DeSantis, very upset over uh, Fox News. And he says that he has not been treated right by Fox. And he believes that they're in, in Donald Trump's camp. There's absolutely no truth to that, ladies and gentlemen, none whatsoever. And I get that DeSantis is upset. I get that he spent tens of millions of dollars and he's not going to be the nominee. And he's run probably one of the worst presidential campaigns in the history of campaigning. I mean, going back hundreds of years, it's never been as bad of a campaign as Ron DeSantis has run. And I get it. I get it. He's in a bad mood. I get it that somebody told him to wear lifts in his cowboy boots. I get that. But ultimately, at the end of the day, he's got nobody to blame but himself. The buck stops with with Ron. Or maybe the buck stops with Mrs. D, and maybe that's the bigger problem. I don't know, but it doesn't really matter because uh, DeSantis, his days are numbered. Are you ready, Boots? Start walking. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is your Ron Boots DeSantis update for the hour. This, I've lost control of the program. There's really no way around it. Uh, let's go to Philadelphia. Sal is watching us on Newsmax. Sal, I don't. I, I, my, I, I am honored you are here because I would have turned off the TV by now. Yeah, how you been? I've been trying to get a hold of you for weeks. Anyway. Um, yeah, I live in South Philly. It's all Democrats around here. I'm the only Republican in my block. But thank God, there's no neighbors across the street from my house. It's a solid tree from one corner to the next. Well, anyway, the deal is, I heard Trump wants to run in the Bronx. So if he does run in the Bronx, he's going to show the people there, which majority is going to be all African-Americans. All right, I think we've lost, that- I think we've lost uh, Sal there, and uh, my apologies there, folks, um, uh, and uh, maybe Sal can give us a call back. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. We've got to take a quick break here. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. Uh, by the way, our telephone number, if you would like to uh, call in, very simple. Write it down, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. And, of course, we want to welcome all of our great listeners in the Houston and Galveston area listening to us on Patriot Talk. 
Uh, you folks calling in today from that area are going to get a great prize package. And so we're very excited about the brand-new conservative talk radio station uh, that's just been launched uh, down in the Houston-Galveston area. All right, let's go to the phones here. Kirk is watching us on Newsmax and listening to us in Florida. Hi, Kirk. What's on your mind? Uh, uh, first off, I'd like to say I enjoy watching your show. I'm a former MIFIN, so I can uh, sympathize with you there. But, uh, yes, our uh, our state, our country is in a sad state at the moment, and I'm hoping we can correct it in 2024. Kirk, I'm with you, and yeah, it's it's tough. Fortunately, we have a fortified Newsmax studio here. Otherwise, I'd have to wear Kevlar on air, and that would be a bad look for me. But uh, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough in your old town, my friend. Yes, it is. Uh, I've been gone four years. I retired from FedEx and uh, grew up there, uh, and it's just, it used to be one of the most beautiful cities in the United States. You know, Kirk, it still is beautiful, but man, the the crime here is insane. And speaking of FedEx, you'll appreciate this story. Uh, so now, apparently, these thugs are wandering around. They're roaming around, and they're targeting FedEx drivers and UPS drivers, and they're blocking them in and just you know pillaging and plundering the trucks and stealing all of the um, all of the boxes. So it's it's a, it's a bad situation down here. And I'm telling you. Sooner or later, people are going to start packing up and they're going to start leaving. But this is a great example of what happens when you have generations of uninterrupted Democrat rule in a city, and it will literally destroy the greatest cities in America. Kirk, appreciate uh, that call, and uh, thank you for listening. Let's go to Alabama. Gabriel is on the line, wants to weigh in on reparations. All right, Gabriel, what say you? Hey, hey, um... With the referee situation in Chicago, I do not think that it's a good idea. Only being because they will get the reparation check on Friday and rob you on Saturday. Now, granted, not all black people feel because I'm a black resident of Alabama. But if you don't, you don't reward a criminal with money when when there's so much crime going around. That that's not going to stop them from trying to uh, uh, rob or anything like that. I don't know what Demetrius was on on that last call. He got his own thing going on. Clearly. He, he just don't reward he, that. He may, have, he may have been smoking a little something-something <laughs> there, Gabriel. <laughs> he wasn't have, He wanted the 30000 so he could get something else to smoke. That's 30, probably what it 30 was. Grand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd go for the court. You know, San Francisco wants to give everybody a quarter million. And for that, I'm willing to change my name and self-identify. I'll take that. I'll take that offer. You know, now, Gabriel, the more pressing question, were you an, are you an Alabama or Auburn guy? Well, with that, from being from Alabama, I don't watch college ball. I'm more of a Cowboys fan. So, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that's basically where I am. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm yeah, more, rough day, you know rough days, rough days in Roll Tide country. Yeah, I see that from 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 the uh, NFL and looking at the college ball game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Gabriel, appreciate your call, and uh, sound like you've got a, a great dose of common sense. Give us a holler back one of these days, and uh, we appreciate you uh, watching the, the show on on Newsmax. 
you know, again, I, I grew up in a blue collar household and, and I know what it's like to, to go without, you know, my dad was an electrician. Uh, when the oil industry went belly up in the, in the eighties, it was a tough time, but you know what? Everybody made do nobody went out there and, and ran around and, and caused all this chaos and looted and pillaged and plundered. Nobody did that. You, you work hard and you're thankful for what you have. And it bothers me, it angers me when I see these people going out there, these elected leaders and these activist preachers, and they're saying, well, uh, the problem is poverty, and that's the reason why people are out there stealing. That's that's a load of hooey, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's go to Georgia. Michaela joins us uh, watching on Newsmax. What's on your mind? Yes. Hi, Todd, and thank you for taking my call. I'd like to address reparations. Um, I'm a white woman. I'll be 67 in February. I was born and raised in D.C. My grandparents had a deli, a bakery. Have you ever had a cannoli? Oh, I love the cannolis. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. The Cairo cannoli, that's that's my, my heritage. But when I was 15 and in Rockville, Maryland, I was attacked by a group of black kids that beat me so badly um, that I've suffered major spinal issues by 2020. That's terrible. I had to resign from um, a $60,000 plus bonus job, and I don't get reparations for what they did to me. Um, So um, I think the reparations um, subject should be looked at by anyone who might have really suffered from the race issue. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? What's, what's your opinion? You know, that's, that, is, that is a very interesting take, and, and I'm so sorry to hear what you had to go through, but it's, it's a fair observation you're making. And, and I would say, what about, we talked earlier in the show about this, the, uh, the owner of the Starbucks in uh, Whitehaven, Tennessee, uh, the, the Memphis area, who um, who saw his own business, brand new building, all but destroyed by you know these criminal thugs? Uh, what about his reparations? What about the reparations for all of the business owners, small business owners that have been targeted in places like Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, in Minneapolis? Many of those businesses were burned out and looted during the George Floyd riots. You know, I I mean it does it does open up a Pandora's box, Michaela. Well, it really does, and. You know, I grew up, we were right before it's about two blocks from Chinatown. And I played with the kids that were in the project. My grandparents uh, took care of the neighborhood. We had senators, we had winos on the street. And the riots of 68, we had passes to go down because my grandfather, my grandmother had to continue with the baking. And when we went back, after the riots cleared, we found out that our business was the only business that was not broken into, looted, and burned. The neighborhood folks had put, we had a corner location, plate glass windows on our business, and they had taken and put great big black X's on the windows, which notified the rioters that we were good people and not to touch our business. Wow. And that was because my grandparents 
didn't look at color. They're, I'm a second-generation Italian. They looked at humanity. Um, and, Michaela, and, I suspect I suspect that, by and large, most of us, no matter if you're Asian-American, black, white, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. I think most of us share the exact same values that, that your family instilled in you that your, your grandparents had. And but 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 the media it goes against the narrative that the media and the Democrats want to use. And going back to LBJ, who was one of the most notorious and evil presidents in in our history in our lifetime, LBJ weaponized the government um, and to target Black Americans specifically. And the policies and the programs uh, that that he set forward have caused great harm to this this nation. Michaela, I appreciate your story, and thank you for for listening uh, today. Let's go to beautiful Paris, Tennessee. Rebecca is watching today. Rebecca, what's going on? Um, Well, one thing, uh, we're watching it on Newsmax, and they're talking about the Reformation, that, you know, the, the blacks want that money, but they should be thankful that they're here in the United States, not in Africa. Well, Rebecca, let me stop you there for a moment. Um, I, I don't think every black in America wants reparations. I don't even think a majority of blacks in America want reparations. As a matter of fact, when you go out there and you talk to the um, to the average black, hardworking black American citizen, they would just want to be able to live their American dream. So they're not out there um, asking for a handout. And I think it's really offensive when you've got these lawmakers out there suggesting that there are people um, that 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 an entire race of people um, wants a reparation because that's simply not the case. Rebecca, we've got a skedaddle. We are super late for a break here, and folks, I do want to remind you of something. Um, the brand new book coming out in March. Uh, this is book number eight for me. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming: Can America Be Saved? And I would love for you to get a copy of this book, and you can do so very simple. Uh, you can pre-order it by going to wherever you buy your books, uh, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, uh, your local independent bookstore, and, of course, you can also order on Amazon.com. And we're really going to need your help uh, as we do this, folks. We need you uh, to pre-order as many copies as possible, and uh, we would love your help. The book officially launches on March 19th. We're going to be doing a nationwide book tour, um, a lot of big events. We'll be at CPAC doing a book signing the NRB, National Religious Broadcasters, uh, that's coming up in just about a month or so, and we're going to be doing a big signing there as well. So we're really excited about what's going to happen uh, the first part of this year. Not only do we have politics to talk about, but we have the awesome new book coming out as well, Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? Folks, got to scoot out of here. It has been a great day. In the meantime, head over to ToddSterns.com. Lots of great content for you to check out there. And you can also download our podcast and our newsletter. Be good, America. 